It's season nine and we're feeling fine because it is the holiday time. Welcome to the Silver Bells season. In this season, we will be exploring not only interviews with the past Silver Bells, but also talking about movies, about Christmas, and we will also be documenting our trip to Richmond to see the Silver Bells. So stick with us. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, tonight, Matthew, Ryan, and myself are here to talk about 2005's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes, which which Matt couldn't recall the title to and said, what, what did you say? Smooch, smooch, ding dong? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. What was it? I don't remember. It was funny. Um, I had never seen this film, neither had Matthew. Um, it's one of my favorites. I watch it every year at Christmas time. Uh, I love Shane Black. After uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, I think that's the name of it, uh, didn't do well with Gina Davis. He wrote it. Uh, he kind of took a hiatus. Didn't do much. He was like the 22-year-old that got millions of dollars for the screenplay for Lethal Weapon and then was just you know, pushed into the stratosphere. Uh, wrote a lot of 80s and 90s stuff, uh, including The Last Action Hero. Um, but uh, this was his first direction, and this was Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback. A second comeback, I guess you could say, after his uh, alcohol and drug use. Um, yeah, so he wrote it basically for, for Downey Jr., and Val Kilmer didn't drink the whole time on set for Robert Downey Jr. so that, uh, you know, he stays sober. So, um, Is it based on a book? I believe it is based on a book. Uh, it's very, you know, neo-noir, you know, the Raymond Chandler stuff. Uh, it's an intricately intricately plotted. Uh, the books that are in the movie, the plot basically follows. Uh, the narration breaks the fourth wall all the time. Um, I think it's really... Hmm? Who's the narrator? It's... Um, it's Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. So he's kind of telling the story. Right, and he's, he's able to, you know point out you know tropes of movies and oh wait i'm in a horrible narrator i should go back and tell you this you know that kind of stuff which makes which makes it fun uh it didn't do well at the box office even though it got positive reviews uh i think it's hilarious i think it is a little dated uh with uh the character that val kilmer plays um but at the same time i think he's the smartest person in the room at all times and the most badass person in the room at all times i think he does not suffer idiots, and he's sitting here suffering this idiot, Robert Downey Jr., which he's just a, he's not a hero in any way. It was one of those scripts for me that felt was so cleverly written that it didn't want me, I did not want to laugh or react because I thought something else was coming, and I didn't want to miss it. So I felt like the timing somehow didn't allow me 
I didn't. I didn't want to react. You kept laughing. I kept thinking. I don't know. I don't know. Should I? Because it's. It's. It was really quick. Yeah, I yeah. felt the same way, but that's because Ryan's seen it a lot before and knows what it is. And there were times when I. I thought the writing was a little overwritten, um, and not in a bad way. Just like, oh, somebody really is really enjoying their own word craft. It's very quick. It reminds me of. Uh, oh goodness, the creator of Gilmore Girls, and I cannot. For the life of me, think. Jerry Gilmore. No, and she also wrote a uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, it's that quick, snappy uh, writing uh, that Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer both just knock out of the park. And there's not so many people that can really do that with that kind of material. Uh, Lauren Graham was one for Gilmore Girls. She was able to do that, but that was one of the things like faster, 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 and you do miss things and. But it's again, I feel like all good movies, you're going to watch multiple times and get things out of them that you wouldn't the first time around. Um, but what's the. It's like a good potato salad. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. What's the actress's name, the main actress? Michelle Monaghan. She's really good. She was so good. What happened to her? She's still around. She's in uh, the uh, Mission Impossible movies. Uh, just a. She was in Mission Impossible 3 as Tom Cruise's wife. Spoiler alert. Um, I think she's fantastic. She's really, really good. And beautiful. She has a new show on Apple TV Plus, I think, that's coming uh, out. Everything I want to see is yeah. on Apple TV Okay, Plus. I'm going to say something, and you're all going to laugh at me, but for some reason, I got uh, I got a Michelle Williams. Is it Michelle Williams from uh, Brokeback? Yeah. I got a Michelle Williams sensibility about her. I don't know if it was because it was a natural acting or if it was her character was similar, but I just felt like, oh, this kind of feels like it's Michelle Williams. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't explain why I just said that. I don't think the the f word should ever be used. Uh, even in two thousand and five, I don't think it should have been used. Um, you mean in a movie? Not 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 fuck. Yeah, the other f word. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I yeah. was like, this this is a controversial stand. Yeah, uh, yeah. You mean the sexual proclivity um, word? E yeah, and even though Val Kilmer says it once and he is gay and I would never question whether or not you in the movie in the movie yes whether or not you guys would say that or not I, I wouldn't question if you were to say that do you know what I mean and that's the way I kind of took it but I can also see how it could be taken offensively I felt like an outsider and I'll say this why usually I say I felt like a scholar I'm not really a movie aficionado I'm not really a, that's not my claim to fame but I felt like there was a little bit and I might be wrong there was a little bit of like LA sort of insider spin LA confidential either like either the locations that was shot like should I know what that bridge was should I know what that exit is I don't know why I just felt like it was very like all oh, the people in freaking LA loved this film because it was like yeah this is this is this is our life. I think cinephiles love this movie to a certain degree. Some people don't. Um, is because of that. It is a lot of insider baseball. Um, it's it all harkens back to uh, a quote uh, by a French. Oh goodness, a uh, a French filmmaker said, um, "All you need to make a movie." is a girl and a gun, Jean-Luc Godard. Um, and then basically what Pauline Kael, who is a, a mm -hmm. famous critic, critic, said later on, she saw a movie poster in Italy which translated 
as kiss kiss bang bang um, and then she wrote these four words are perhaps the briefest statement imaginable of the basic appeal of the movies the appeal is what attracts us and ultimately makes us despair when we begin to understand how seldom mo- movies are more than this Ooh. so it comes from that um, and it really if you boil it down kiss kiss bang bang is about a gun and a girl Ooh. right I mean, that's really what it's about. It's, it's all right. what my life has been about. <laughs> How so? <laughs> okay, let's go back to something we haven't talked about. So we're not going back, we're going forward. The book. That it's based on? Nope, the book in the film. Yeah, the, by the Johnny Gossamer novels. Yes. Yeah. So that's the same genre we're watching? Right, so basically... Johnny... Neo-noir. Neo-noir, uh, a little bit of Ian Fleming thrown in. Uh, you know, James Bond, the guy that wrote James Bond. Kind of... Uh, Raymond Chandler, all of that stuff was kind of uh, thrown. I mean, even the, the Saul Bass opening credits, yeah, basically. which I loved. Yeah, uh, which is straight up out of uh, a Bond film. But yeah, so basically, in a Johnny Gossamer film, as they explain in this film, or in a Johnny Gossamer book, uh, you, you have two s- seemingly separate storylines that wind up becoming the same case. And that is what this movie basically does. It's these two storylines that are seemingly have nothing to do with each other, but wind up being the same thing. Is Johnny Gossamer fictional? Yeah, fictional. And then because... It wasn't a real book series. It wasn't a real book series, yeah. But there were things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the mystery is is kind of fun. Um, Once you watch it a couple of times, uh, my mom hated this movie. She turned it off after 25 minutes, which, you know, more power to anybody that feels that way. Um... For it's America. You can turn it off. <laughs> but for me, it for, like pound for pound, just funny. Like every page, if you were reading the screenplay, you know what I mean. Just something. Just the back and forth between everybody is very, very good. The, the you know when he's hanging off at the very end of the bridge and he's holding on to the person he's in dead person, <laughs> the dead person in the coffin's hand, and he's shooting. It's just that's you know, f- that was very funny. I yeah. like that. that. That but the humor. Okay. Okay, who's the woman that is doing a shoot? I think it's Shirley MacLaine. She's doing a shoot. She's actually filming something in the film, and she's hanging on for dear life, and she kind of does this sort of like shrug. Oh, that's Meryl Streep in the Shirley MacLaine. Uh, Postcards from the Edge. Yes. Okay, so that kind of like humor with sort of like this mystery, unsolved case... With this noir thing, with this uh, drama and love, like literally at 45 minutes into it, I think, we took a pause and Ryan and I were sort of bantering backwards and forth. And I didn't know, I didn't have a really strong reaction yet because I wasn't sure, like it was kind of not, I don't want to say it was everywhere, but it had so, it was an everything bagel in this film, I think. And so I wasn't sure, like, do I laugh? Do I care about this girl? I'm not, you know, I, I couldn't figure out like where this fits in on the shelf of themes. Not that I needed to. Mm-hmm. It was but, like all of this laying down of of uh, what is the ending of the film is going to be, and and those first forty five minutes are putting all of that information out there so that the, the last bit you can put all of that together. But it does come at you very quick. Well, in the very beginning, as soon as I find out that Val Kilmer is gay. There's all of a sudden gay jokes and, you know, him about him not being gay. And I haven't even got, I didn't, I wasn't even, 
I didn't even know him yet as being gay. You just gay. met him. I, I, yeah, I didn't know him yet as a gay person. Then all of a sudden, I found that he's not gay. Then, of course, I found out it's a joke. But it all moved so quick, I was like, I don't even know who you are. And Val Kilmer's not gay, so then you're like, well, me, is he just letting this other guy call him gay Paris? Or, you know, whatever, uh, Perry. <laughs> gay Perry, yeah, but Gay Perry is fine as well. Which is probably why it's there, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be Gay Perry, but it was Gay Perry. That's yeah, that yeah. the joke? Yeah. That is the joke, that I'm is the sure. Joke, yeah. It didn't Can seem you... very gay, but that doesn't... You don't... I want to well, say, you do not have to seem gay to be gay. Yeah, and, so not, that's... and not every part of Paris is gay. Is, is gay, right? I'm yeah. here to tell you. Yeah. Um, no, I... Yeah, I... I can understand how somebody doesn't like it, but if you were to watch it multiple times, it might start to grow on you. Um, I love all of Shane Black's... Like a ficus. Like blue cheese. Everything he does has something involved with Christmas. Uh, Lethal Weapon... uh, Lethal Weapon, which he wrote, has Christmas involved. Uh, The last uh, action hero has Christmas involved. The the last uh, Boy Scout has uh, Christmas involved. Uh, The... uh, the newest movie with him and Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling that he did called The Nice Guys is involved with Christmas. And that is also a very, very good movie. Uh, but yeah, I some people don't like Shane Black. I like Shane Black. Uh, Maybe he could do like uh, Kiss Kiss Ho Ho. I wanted to see more of these characters if it did well to be able to go on. But I mean, three years later, Donnie Jr. is an Iron Man and then brings Shane Black... In for Iron Man three to direct, uh, which also has a Christmas theme, and that is my favorite Marvel movie is Iron Man three. I will say this: this movie is Christmas adjacent. That's not even a thing. It is a thing. We have done some Christmas adjacent films on this, but and and Batman Returns is Christmas adjacent, but it it carries a lot. I don't know. There weren't enough Christmas themes in this film for me to think it was. Specifically, Christmas. She is running will, around in a little red teddy. I will say this: there's another film that I have started to watch this week that is very Christmas. Um, it's not even Christmas adjacent. It's a Christmas film, and it's a new, not new. It's a it's a new new to me work of art. It's called Santa Jaws. No. Nope. And I will tell you that they make da 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 da, da sound like da 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 da. da as this shark who has a Santa hat on his dorsal fin and has red glowing eyes. Yeah, uh, horrible. I, I saw the horrible CGI. It's wonderful, and I think I liked that better than this. Um, let's. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. Please follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon under Connor and Smith. Again, Connor and Smith with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out so much. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. We are so appreciative to all of you for following us on this journey. And happy holidays to you all.